What happens after we die? Today on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, Pastor Rick continues his series, Eternal Realities, Heaven and Hell. In these lessons, Rick shares what the Bible says about heaven and hell and how you can be absolutely certain you're going to heaven. In a moment, we're going to tell you about a very special Bible study resource that will help you reflect on Scripture and experience the transforming power of God's Word. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called How to Be Certain You're Going to Heaven. You know, this week I was doing a little spring cleaning and I was going through a stack of old magazines and I found this Time magazine from uh, 1993, and the cover says, Los Angeles, is the city of angels going to hell? (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know if the city of angels is going to hell or not, but I'm more interested in knowing, am I going to heaven? If I were to go over to a a mall this afternoon and ask people, you know, if you were to die tonight and and you were to stand before God and to say, uh, God says, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? Are you sure you're going to heaven when you die? Are you absolutely certain that you're going to heaven when you die? You know, most people would say, well, I think so. Um, I hope so. Uh, I guess I am. Obviously, I want to go. You know, I, 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 I hope and wish that I am. Well, friends, you know, hoping and wishing and guessing isn't good enough. I need to know this for sure. Only a fool would go all through life totally unprepared for something you know is inevitable. The mortality rate in the world is now 100%. I didn't know if you'd heard that or not. (laughs) Okay, we're all gonna die at some point. And the question is, what's gonna happen after I die? Well, you know, today, I wanna help you settle this basic issue. God doesn't, here's the good news. God doesn't want you being in doubt. He doesn't want you worried. He doesn't want you fearful. He doesn't want you wondering all of your life. Am I gonna make it or not? Am I gonna be in or not? No, he says you can settle it without a doubt in your mind. You can have it absolutely confidently for sure know that you're going to heaven when you die. And so today we're gonna get back to the basics and settle this issue so that nobody here when you leave, you don't have any doubt in your mind that you're going to heaven when you die. You know, all great coaches begin with the basics. They never assume that people know the basics. Coach John Wooden, the most famous basketball coach in history, the winningest coach in basketball history. Wooden was such a success because he always began with the basics. In fact, every year as he began basketball season, on the first day of training, he would spend an entire day training his players how to put their socks on correctly. (laughs) Now, I didn't know there was an incorrect way to do it. Of course, I don't wear socks, but I didn't know that you could put them on incorrectly. Now, uh, you know, he said, if you take care of your feet, your feet will take care of you. And he said, if you put a sock on incorrectly and you're out there screeching and scratching across the basketball court, he said, you're gonna get blisters and bunions and you know, all kinds of bruises on your feet. He said, you need to know how to put it on correctly. So he never assumes that people know how to put on a sock correctly. 
Vince Lombardi, the famous NFL coach who won the first Super Bowls, was the same way. Every year he would start training by holding up a football and saying, gentlemen, this is a football. You know, don't ever assume nothing. So today we're gonna go back to the basics and we're gonna look at the most famous verse in the Bible. It's one that everybody's probably heard of. If you only got one verse in the entire Bible, you got this one, this is the one to know. This is the one to kind of memorize because this is like Christianity 101. It's basic summarized cliff notes on the Bible. It's John chapter three, verse, yeah, John 3.16. You don't know that verse. It's the verse that the weirdo guys with the colored hair hold up in the end zone. Okay, you've seen these guys with the sign on Monday Night Football, John 3.16. It's like, who's John and what number is he calling? You know, it's like, it is the most important or famous verse in the Bible. I put it there at the top of your outline. Let's read it aloud together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, let me read it to you again. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's, that's Jesus, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now there's a couple things I want you to notice about this verse. First, there's six words. You got a pencil, you might circle these. God only son, perish eternal life. Circle those six words. God only son, perish eternal life. Now, when you take the first letters of each of those six words, what does that spell? Gospel, yeah. Now, you've heard this word gospel. What does it mean, gospel? We talk about gospel music, or he's sharing the gospel. Gospel is just an old English word, and it means good news. That's all it means, good news. This verse is often called the gospel in a single sentence. It's the best news you've ever heard or ever gonna hear. The second thing I want you to notice about this is the middle word. There's 25 letters in this, uh, 25 words in this verse, and the middle word, the 13th word, is the word son. It's talking about Jesus, son. Now the first 12 words are all about God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. And then son is in the middle, and the last 12 words are all about you and me. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that in itself is a picture. The Bible says that God is on one side and mankind's on the other, and Jesus Christ came to earth to bring them together. That's what he came to earth to do. He's the bridge over troubled waters. He's the mediator between God and man. Jesus came to bring God and us together. Now what we're gonna do today is take this verse apart phrase by phrase, so that when we finish today, you don't have any doubt in your mind that you know you're going to heaven. And there are four keys, there are four phrases in this verse. Now, if you're taking notes, you might write this down. The first thing is, you must recognize God's love. If you wanna go to heaven, the first thing you gotta do is recognize God's love, how much he loves you. The Bible says, God so loved the world. Now, God says, I don't want you to just recognize it intellectually, I want you to recognize it emotionally, I want you to feel it. The Bible tells us that God is love. It doesn't say he has love, it says he is love. God is love. It is his nature, it's his character, it's what he made up of. And the Bible says that everything in the universe was created simply so God could love it. That's why it exists. The Bible says God created all the planets just so he could love it. 
God created all the animals just so he can love them. God created all of the trees and the plants and, uh, and all of the vegetation so he could love it. And God created you so he could love you. That's why you're alive. The only reason you're alive is God wanted you alive and he made you to love you. You were created as an object of God's love. And the reason your heart's beating right now and the reason you're taking your next breath is because God wants to love you. It's the whole reason you're alive. In fact, if God hadn't wanted to lo love you, you wouldn't be alive right now. Now God's love for you is an amazing kind of love. We talk about love all the time. You know, we say, you know, we throw the word around. Hey, I love you, man. You know, I love you, man, in that manly, macho kind of way. And we say, I love you. Well, you don't go around and say, oh, I so love you. <laughs> if you did, you'd get that kind of reaction. But the Bible says God so loved the world. That means his love is extravagant. It's lavish. It's beyond comprehension. God loves you on your good days and on your bad days. He loves you when it's raining. He loves you when it's shining. He loves you when you feel it. He loves you when you don't feel it. He loves you when you do the right thing. He loves you when you do the wrong thing. Why? Because God's love isn't based on who you are. It's based on who he is. God is love. God's love isn't based on what you do, your performance. It's based on what Jesus has already done for you. You can't make God stop loving you. You can try, but you can't. Because God's love is not based on your performance, on what you do. It's based on the fact that he chooses to love you unconditionally. Will you slow down long enough so I can say this to you, God says, I love you. I've loved you every moment of your life. I made you to love you. I saw you formed in your mother's womb and I loved you then. I saw you take your first breath and I loved you then. I saw you take your first step and I loved you then. I saw all the good and the bad in your life, the highs and the lows, the right and the wrong, and I have loved you no matter what because I made you to love you. God so loved the world. Now notice these verses out of the Bible. In the book of 1 John, that's a book in the Bible, in chapter four it says this. God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world, that's Jesus, so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. He sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God didn't just say he loved you, he showed it. A lot of people say it, they don't do anything about it. He showed it, he showed it in the most expensive way. He sacrificed his son, he proved it. And when Jesus Christ stretched out his arms on the cross to die for us, he was saying to you, I love you this much. I love you so much it hurts. I love you so much I'd rather die than live without you. That's what God says about you. He loves you that much. And even if you were the only person who'd ever lived, Jesus Christ still would have come to earth and died on the cross for you so that he could show his love for you. Look at the next verse, the Bible says this. What an incredible quality of love the Father has shown us, that we should be permitted to be called and counted as the children of God. You see, the reason you're alive is God wanted a family. That's why he created the human race. God wanted children. Human beings are different from animals. The Bible says we're created in God's image. That's why you have a conscience. You, have a, you know the difference between right and wrong. You can pray, you can talk to God. You're never gonna see a doggy giving thanks before it eats its food. 
You know, we're, we're made differently than the animals. We're made in God's image so we can have a relationship with God. And the Bible says that God created the human race because he wanted children. God wanted a family and he wants you in it. Now that is a mind-blowing thing to me. The most amazing thing in the world to me is that the creator of the universe would want me, Rick Warren, in his family. And what's even more amazing to me is that he would want you in his family. <laughs> and me, I can understand. You, I mean, uh, I mean, that is grace, I tell you. That really is grace. God says, I created you to love you. Now, God wants you to know his love. Look at the next verse out of the Bible. It says, may you be able to feel and understand how long and how wide and how deep and how high God's love really is and to experience this love for yourself. Did you know God says, I want you to don't, not just know it. Yeah, yeah, I know God loves me. Not an intellectual trip. Yeah, I know God loves me. He wants you to feel it, to experience it, to understand it, to feel it in your soul. Most people have never felt the unconditional love of God because when you feel it, it transforms your life. You're never the same again. The day that you actually feel totally loved by God, after that day, you will never again have to deal with inferiority or insecurity or low self-esteem or the depression that comes from a feeling of worthlessness because you realize, whoa, wait a minute. The creator of the universe made me simply to love me. God made me to love me and that will change your life. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so thankful that you've chosen to spend some time with us. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, just go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, Pastor Rick has put together a special resource called Daily Inspiration for the Purpose Driven Life. To help you reflect on the key Bible verses found in his best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life. Here's Rick to tell you about it. One of the keys to living a purpose-driven life is to stay focused on God's Word. God's purposes are in God's Word. God's will is in God's Word. And that's why when I wrote The Purpose Driven Life, I literally included over a thousand scriptures. Actually, there's about 1,300 verses. It's an average of about eight verses per page in the Purpose Driven Life book because you can't live a life of purpose without basing it on God's Word. Now, to help you quickly discover the Bible verses that are indispensable for living a life of purpose, I've created a second resource called Daily Inspiration for the Purpose Driven Life. And what I've done is I've taken the key verses out of the book that explain how God wants us to live with our lives on five purposes, and I've put them into an easy-to-use reference guide. This is a handy tool. I've used it myself, and I wrote the book. I put them into an easy reference tool guide that you can just flip through to study and memorize God's Word. Now, this is a resource that's going to help anybody who wants to stay focused on God's purposes. And I've included a few inspirational quotes from the book, and I've added some extra verses that have helped me in my walk with Jesus. Now, you can use this daily inspiration for the purpose of life for your own study. 
you can give it as a gift. In fact, you might want to buy a bunch of them and give them out as, as gifts at uh, birthdays or holidays and just pass them on to others. What's a better gift than giving the Word of God, giving the uh, life a purpose? When you give to Daily Hope, I want to give you this book as my gift back to you, as a thank you gift for your financial support this month. Your gift allows us to continue to expand sharing the message of hope, not just across America, but literally all around the world to people who've never heard the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to thank you for listening today, and I want to thank you for supporting Daily Hope financially. Your generosity helps us take the message of the good news of Christ and God's purpose for every life to people all around the world. So thank you. Thank you so much. And let me say thank you to you for your support by sending you this gift edition of this book. When you give a gift to help Daily Hope share the gospel with people around the world, we'll send you a copy of Daily Inspiration for the Purpose Driven Life to say thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to get your copy today. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so very much. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.